It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 166. Episode number 166, apologize about the little delay. Uh, the old voice and cough was uh, uh, was blocking me from getting behind the microphone again. But luckily for you, I'm back, and I have a special co-host tonight. Yeah, normally you guys get stuck with Hollywood Nick Ashu or my pal Earl Forsey helps us out, or occasionally we have a special guest. Now we have a really special guest. She is one of the most talented women I have ever been able to work with in sports media, on television, radio. Uh, She's a dear friend of mine. We get to host radio shows together. We occasionally do some TV together. Uh, And she is wonderful, wonderful. She's great on television. She's great on the radio. And even better, she's a better person. And she's here with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Miss Erin Hawksworth of ABC7 and 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Hawk, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. You went out of your way on that one. Well, it is all true. (laughs) I don't just lather on the praise for no reason. You know I love working with you. you I was just going to say, I absolutely love working with you and I've been dying to get on this podcast, so I'm so excited that what we do on the radio yeah. at 106.7 The Fan, we're able to bring it to your podcast and have some fun, talk about what's been going on this week with the skins. Lots going on, so I appreciate you making some time for us, episode number 166. Uh, coming up later on in this episode, after Aaron leaves us, we're going to let you hear the rest of Bruce Allen because I left out the Reuben Foster stuff. We had so much content to get into in 165. We left out the Reuben Foster stuff, so we're going to let you hear from Bruce on the whole Reuben Foster investigation and fiasco, so that's still to come. But, Aaron, while we have you, let's start back with what we heard from Redskins President Bruce Allen. As we know, it had been 588 days since he had met a, a group of reporters. The last time he had met a group of reporters was when he introduced Doug Williams, promoted Eric Schaefer, introduced Kyle Smith as the new director of college scouting. It was June 2017. So he chooses a site that is very popular among NFL media and the NFL world, Mobile, Alabama, the Senior Bowl, on Tuesday. What is significant about that, I think, is that not everybody travels to that. Clearly, if he met the media at Redskins Park, there would be 25, 30 different media members, if not more there. Were you alarmed? Were you taken aback by Bruce's decision to speak for the first time to the media at an event like this where not everybody could go? Not really. I mean, it sounds like something the Redskins would do. It's something they could control um, the timing of it all and where it was. They they knew that it wouldn't go on for an extended period of time, so therefore he could only, you know, answer as many questions as he could, but not really go into depth about a lot of things because, you know, everyone that was there wanted to get their question in. So it's kind of like you're talking a little about a lot. And because he hadn't talked in 588 days, there's a lot 
to get to. And you want to ask follow-up questions on things and not just like breezing by big topics like they kind of had to do. Now, I do think it's great that he he talked, period. Um, Obviously, going 588 days without speaking to the media in some type of organized fashion is unacceptable um, for his role. And I think that... He needs to be more transparent and more visible and speak to the media more. And I think that would go a long way in building and gaining trust Mm -hmm. from the fans and the media, quite frankly, because a lot of the times we're left just speculating and not really having the right answers or uh, facts to back up some of the decisions. What went on? How was this decision made? Who was involved? Like a lot of these things we're just left trying to figure out on our own, which is never a good situation in any aspect in life to be in. And even when he he does talk and even whatever he says, it, it often gets twisted and, and manipulated and interpreted because he's so um, careful about what he's saying. He's so awkward and clumsy at times in what he's saying. So I think people twist it. But because, to your point, because he does not like the media, because he does not want to speak, he builds up no connection, not only with the media, but more importantly, and I think people think, well, of course, the media, you're upset. Why she? He owes the fans, the yeah. customers of this organization. I mean, there is a fire Bruce Allen yes. hashtag and campaign. Yes. I have not talked to one person, yes. one Redskins fan that believes he should keep his job. Right. He has zero respect. Do you think that's just largely because he doesn't talk? And he's not transparent, or because it's been nine years of yes, two division. I think it's a 20- combination. Okay. Because Wh- which one listen, do you think weighs more? Let me put it this way: Jerry Jones, for example, right. he speaks to the media all the time. Every they every haven't. Game. The Cowboys haven't won anything in a very long time, or done much, right. and had much success they on had the more field. Higher end success in individual years, right? Than the Redskins, but they've also had some really. And they've made some very poor decisions. Jerry Jones is good at also being kind of smooth. And, you know, he's a talker. He can be charming. But at least he's facing the camera. He's facing the decisions. And while maybe some of his answers could be BS, he's still doing something about it. There's something to be said for, like, public accountability. I agree. And I just think it would – I really believe – Personally, that if Bruce spoke more, it would do so much good for that organization. Aaron Hawksworth, ABC7 uh, in Washington, D.C., WJLA.com as well, 106.7 The Fan. You can follow her on Twitter at ABC7 Aaron, at ABC7 Aaron. And again, WJLA.com is how you can watch all of ABC7 in Washington, D.C.'s broadcasts, including Aaron. Uh, and again, Sports Sunday, uh, as they host a longer show on Sundays, uh, especially must listen, of course, on Redskins Sundays uh, as well. Um, what was the most alarming thing you heard from Bruce when meeting with the media? Gosh, I mean, there's like three that come to mind. That's okay. Oh, uh, first, Greg Minuski right. sitting in on the meetings when with Todd Bowles, right. for example. Um, that's just very odd to me. First of all, is disrespectful to bring in someone potentially for a defensive coordinator position when you still have a defensive coordinator there. 
And not only that, but to have him in the room. Now, I know they say they're just getting ideas, but I also heard that Dan threw the kitchen sink at Todd Bowles to try to get him back here. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. It's just kind of, that's head-scratching. The other thing, he seems to think that possibly Alex Smith might be back. I'm just not sold on that. Looking at the contraption on his leg at the Wizards game earlier this week, that just doesn't seem like it's going to be a possibility in the near future. I mean, Darius Geis had a catastrophic injury. I mean, he can't even work out with Adrian Peterson yet. Right. Like, he's still technically rehabbing. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's way further along than Alex Smith right. is, you know? So I just think that's a little bit unrealistic. And I don't know if he's just trying to sugarcoat it or what, but that just seemed head-scratching to me. Um... I thought it was odd how he kind of dodged the questions about, you know, the the hierarchy. I, I don't know if it's Craig Hoffman that asked that, but there I'd have to listen to it right. again. But some of the stuff just seemed a little odd. Uh, one thing we'll ask you, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back for a couple more minutes. Uh, Aaron Hawksworth with us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 166. When he said we're close several times, he explained, right. you know, they're, they're not that far out of the playoffs. Uh, bad injuries, uh, you know, yes, they've got to get better players. Yes, they've got to get healthier players. But when he said we're close, that that touched a nerve with a lot of people. Did it bother you? Not really. Um, I do think that they are making progress. I've been in this market over three years now, and the team does seem like it's on a much better path than it was before I got here. Um, they're, you know, they finished with mediocre records. They made the playoffs in what, 2014, 2015, 2015. my first year here. Um, so Long time ago. Right. I mean, they. the last two seasons, it's so hard because last year I thought, surely this won't happen again, and it was even worse this year. I'd like to see what happens when you don't have this crazy amount of injuries. Catastrophic injuries. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and here's the thing. I just don't know if that it, – it, I mean, they thought, oh – 2017, that's as bad as it can get. And I kept saying, you know what? They didn't have an injury to the quarterback. Kirk Cousins, for all of his flaws, that's true. started every single game, played every single snap. What happens if the quarterback and, – and, and the worst-case scenario, because as you kind of alluded to in, when talking about Bruce, not only was it a catastrophic injury to end 2018, that's, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is we don't know, and there's many people that believe, medically and people that cover the team – that don't believe Alex Smith is ever going to be able to play again. Mm -hmm. and that's the problem, is it wasn't an injury that just affected 2018. It's an injury that certainly and absolutely affects 2019. Right, because we finally thought that now the Redskins yes. have addressed the quarterback yes. issue. And had stability. Right, and now here they are one season later right. in the same position again. This is not a high ankle sprain or a even a, a, a But even just going a, a back to the hole where leg. close, that's not necessarily their fault. I mean, how could they have predicted or known? Right. I understand it's not their fault, but here's what happens, and I, I suppose this could have happened with Kirk Cousins if they would have invested money. You invested a third-round draft pick trade and Kendall Fuller plus a four-year extension to an original year and an average of about $24 million per year to Alex Smith. You didn't really have to do that if you were Bruce Allen and the Redskins, but they wanted stability. They wanted somebody that wanted to make a commitment and they were willing to pay for it, which is to their credit, but now they got burnt. There are some people that believe, whether I'm one of them or not, I probably am, that 
bad things happen, you know, when when you don't do enough of uh, things uh, the right way. I, How, I wanted, uh, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, and this may be too much, I don't know if we're running out of time, but how much of the Redskins' dysfunction has to do with the fact that Dan bought this team as such a young yep. owner and perhaps sure. making mistakes, learning from those Absolutely. mistakes. And some people are late bloomers. And it kind of feels like to me that maybe a lot of that is going on. That I know Dan, I think we no one will deny Dan is a fan first and foremost and really wants this team to win. But I think now he's starting to realize they've gone about things all the wrong way. And I do think they are trying to turn it around. I think Dan is some to some degree misunderstood. I do. I agree with that. The Dan Snyder that I know, and I don't claim to know him well, is is not as the monster that people make him out. And I don't even know if Bruce Allen is this terrible Again, monster. Again, why whatever. I think they need to talk yes. more. The more visible. Humanize yes. Yourself. Humanize yourself. Reach out and say, look, it's on us. We're charged with fixing this thing. We're going to do everything we and can. And own your Here's mess what ups. what we're going to do. And take never, accountability for that. The, but that's part of the problem. They don't do that. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Aaron Hawksworth. We've got to talk about Ray Horton. The Redskins have a new defensive backs coach as well. Vernon Davis had some interesting comments to make, and so did DJ Swearinger. We'll touch on all three of those things in another couple of moments with Aaron Hawksworth of ABC7 and 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Make sure you give her a follow and a hello at ABC7. Aaron at ABC7. Aaron on Twitter. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 166. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're back on the Locked On Redskins podcast. So the Redskins on Thursday, they haven't officially announced it, Aaron. Uh, They brought in a new defensive backs coach, 106.7 The Fan, Grant Paulson, Craig Hoffman, John Keim of ESPN, first to report Ray Horton former Arizona Cardinal, former uh, Cleveland Brown, and former Tennessee Titan defensive coordinator, also was an assistant coach, coaching the defensive backs with the Pittsburgh Steelers during some of their heyday, has been hired as the Redskins' new defensive backs coach to replace Torian Gray, who left for the University of Florida. From what you know about this move and how you can potentially see the, 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 the puzzle pieces fitting together, Seems like a pretty decent move, even though Ray Horton's been out of the NFL for two years, and I guess that would be the alarming thing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that on the radio. I think the thing, the the fact that he hasn't been in the league coaching for two seasons, ugh, I don't love that. But from everything I've read, this seems to be a great move. I mean, you were talking about how aggressive he is, and that's certainly something that they need. I reached out to three former NFL players in the last couple hours, and all three of them said they don't know much about him. So I'm trying to learn more about him as well to kind of make a fair assessment. But I think they can get certainly more out of the secondary. We've uh, profiled a bunch of Redskins corners, Josh Norman, Greg Stoneman, um, Quentin Dunbar, in, in the series that we're doing called the Skin Spotlight. And the amount of targets to receptions and receiving percentage and yards after the catch – 
you know, clearly it went sideways, and some of that is injury, some of that is inexperience. Clearly they weren't thrilled with the development of Torian Gray, but also you mentioned some of the aggressiveness. I think they could get more when they get those guys a little more confident and healthy, mm. assuming that Josh Norman is here, which is not an absolute guarantee by any means. Maybe they can blitz and pressure those guys or with those guys a little bit more to give some different looks, corner blitzes, safety blitzes, something to give you know, a, a, a little different look than what the Redskins showed a lot of uh, last year. All right, quickly, I want to get to Vernon Davis. We talked about this again on our radio show on 106.7 The Fam. Vernon Davis uh, joined the Junkies, which is the morning show on 106.7 The Fam, uh, and NBC Sports Washington, and he was like, you know, Redskins fans, media, we need to be more patient with Bruce and Dan. They're trying to do everything they can to win. When a player says we need to be more patient with ownership and management, you say? My immediate reaction to that is he's just saying all the right things because he's a company guy and that's what you're supposed to do. And so it's kind of like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. His career, as we were talking about, it was resurrected here. I mean, he was kind of falling off when he was in Denver and nobody knew what they were going to get out of him production-wise, when he came to Washington, he surprised a lot of people. He's shown that he still has it, you know, enough left in the tank and can perform. But just from when I've interviewed him, he always says the safe, politically correct answers. You never really get anything splashy or exciting out of him. It's just kind of like coach speak right. in a way. Right. Uh Aaron Hawksworth, ABC7 in Washington, D.C., 106.7 The Fan. Make sure you follow her on Twitter, at ABC7. Aaron, another player that we both covered that is now no longer with the Redskins, and we'll wrap up on this, DJ Swearinger, kind of sandblasted Jay Gruden again on Instagram. And Club J. Yeah, Club <laughs> J uh, to a, a listener interaction. And basically he reiterated some of the stuff that he had said here earlier, which is practices are too soft. The culture is too soft. There's but he lack never of specifically called Jay out when he said all yeah, those things. You're right. It's interesting now. He went after Jay Gruden. Right. So He's, what does that tell you? Does that just tell you DJ still is free with his words and free with his thoughts? No, or? I think DJ wants to win, and I think he's very passionate and competitive, and I think he's probably right. I've talked to another player who has a problem with the coaches, too. Now, he's not going to go out and right. be public about it. He doesn't agree with the way DJ went about things. But this is not the first guy right. I've heard on the team say this kind of thing. Same here. Same here. And if so, you go to the practices, there's a lack of energy. Right. It's like they're not hustling. It's just kind of like it, it just it seems, seems like, like there's a lack of intensity or urgency or yeah. intensity. Right? Yeah. I mean, so – like this is an NFL team getting yeah. ready for Sunday. It I mean, kind I've been of feels saying like this for years, and people used to laugh at me because I brought up you know ping pong tables and well, Wade and kind Phillips of was criticized for the same thing when he was yeah. the head coach no, of the right. Cowboys. You're right. They'd call it Camp Cupcake. Well, and and the Buffalo Bills too. Yeah, they, they'd call it Club Wade. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is kind of, kind of how I honestly because I covered Wade. Okay, so back I covered Buffalo. Yeah, and I you covered, covered him, him too, Dallas, and I see right? a lot of similarities. Okay. And I freaking love Wade. Yeah. I wanted Who them doesn't? to bring him here as right. the defensive coordinator. Who doesn't? Right. And and Jay's a likable guy. Right. Doesn't mean maybe you're the best head coach. I don't think they command the respect and the work ethic that Bill Belichick is getting out of his players. Let's just put it that way. Well said. My friend and colleague, Aaron Hawksworth, who you can again watch on ABC7WJLA.com. Follow her on 
uh, Twitter at ABC7. Aaron, listen to her on 106.7 The Fan. She's a media mogul, guys. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate Thanks it. For I listening. know we've done a lot of stuff together. Thank you for having me. The great Aaron Hawksworth. Make sure you give her a follow and a thanks. We're coming back. Episode number 166, Bruce on Reuben Foster to wrap up next on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are back on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 166. My thanks to ABC7 and 106.7 The Fans, Erin Hawksworth, for joining us and giving us her perspective on Bruce Allen, Vernon Davis, the Redskins' new defensive backs coach, Ray Horton, uh, and as well, DJ Swearinger taking a little swipe at Jay Gruden. So earlier this week, as you know, Bruce Allen met with the media down in Mobile. There was one big chunk of what Bruce had to say that, for time purposes, we had to edit out of episode number 165. It was all about Reuben Foster. So now we're going to let you hear what Reuben Foster or what Bruce Allen had to say about the whole Reuben Foster situation in its entirety now on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Where are things stand with Reuben Foster right now? Uh, clearly he's a, he cleared from Florida. Uh, the league is still uh, finishing their investigation of it. Uh, we finished our investigation with it. He's he's working hard. He's healthy, and 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 doing the things that we have mandated that he do in order to ever wear the burgundy and gold. You still expected a suspension of some sort from from the league, and, and where do you see him fitting in X's and O's on your defense? Well, I think I think he'll fit in very well into our defense as as a player. Um, I don't know why we would expect a suspension, but we'll let the league finish it. How did you evaluate the risk-reward when you decided to claim him? Uh, We discussed it. You know, we went back to the reports we had a year ago from him coming out of college. I think we had a a good sense of who the person was and uh, did did our own quick investigation of of some of the facts that we had heard. And... uh, you know, we're fortunate that the the outcome was what somewhat anticipated. Why were you confident that that outcome was going to be that you were going to have a player that you could actually eventually put on the field? Well, it, I'll just say we did our homework on, on what we had to do on the on the player himself, and we know a lot of people who know him, and uh, we'll see. He's he still has a ways to go in order to get on the football field. But right now, he's doing everything correct. In that statement, you indicated that you had talked to some of his Alabama teammates who were on the Redskins now. And many of them told us they had not spoken with you. Can you clarify that? Yeah, I'll, we, we do talk to our players quite a bit. Um, we don't want our players uh, discussing what we discuss with them. We've talked to them about players in this upcoming draft, and they, they won't discuss it. We talked to people at Alabama. We talked to uh, a number of people. What, what was your investigation into Ruben's uh, incidents and um, 
What did you mandate that he do? You mentioned that you. Um, not going to get into what we investigated, but we felt comfortable that we knew the player, and and I should say I, we knew the person involved, and and Ruben has demonstrated uh, since he's been with us. Uh, that he wants to play football, he wants to do things the right way, he wants to be a valuable member, not only of the Redskins on the field, but off the field as well. And we'll see what happens with that. You guys, can you... Well, there's, there's a, we hold our players to a very high standard with the Redskins. And uh, we ask for a commitment that goes beyond uh, the 60 minutes of a football game. And, and, and Ruben understands what he has to do, and he's been doing it every day. All right, so once again, that's Bruce Allen meeting with reporters earlier this week, courtesy of 106.7 The Fan, thefandc.com. Craig Hoffman, who was down there at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 166. Again, make sure you follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, and as well at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net for both Twitter and Instagram. More throughout the weekend and as news breaks right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.